Now, Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. Happy New Year. Welcome to our first Tech Talk of 2023. This is our CES edition. We would normally be at the Consumer Electronics Show, but between scheduling and pricing, it just was not in the cards. So we are with you in studio. Glad to have you aboard for this January 7th. Our Sunday rebroadcast will be preempted by Seahawks football as they try to make it into the playoffs. So we're live with you on Saturday morning. And Brian will not be making a podcast for you because Brian has got much better things to do this weekend. He's expecting a baby any moment now. Stay tuned on that. So instead... You have me. Josh Hilton, a CFAX <laughs> producer. I usually work during the week, but I, uh, I love it when the, the odd opportunity to come and play on the weekends. Thanks for being here. Oh, my pleasure. You know not once but twice about waiting indeed. for baby. Oh, indeed. And uh, they work on their own schedules, uh, much yeah. like your uh, guest co-hosts uh, work on their own schedules <laughs> as well. 10 o'clock is a rather amorphous time. Yes. Uh, 10, 10.06, 10.07, whatever. We'll make it work. They're at the hospital, so this weekend. We uh, absolutely. All oh, oh thanks, good news, thank good thank news, you. good yeah. news. I know I'll be here next week as well. Just uh, just in case things are, you know, yeah. delayed as babies, like we said, make their own schedules. Yeah. No, I think I'm, fingers crossed, everything going well. And Brian thanks you for his well wishes. But yes, he and Juna will hopefully have the baby, and I suspect it'll be diaper time. Well, not soon. Mm. How, soon did, how soon did your ones come? What, uh, Come home uh, from the hospital. Oh, uh, a couple days. Okay. Uh, yeah. not, not too, too long. We didn't have anything requiring a, a, a elongated stay or anything like that. So just a yeah. couple days, in and out. We have lots. We have lots of fun. Don't, don't you just order them from Costco? I thought you ordered them from Costco. <laughs> Eastork.ca. Yeah, Eastork.ca. Yeah. And that voice is none other than Charles Martin. I'm the VMUG program director, a writer for Apple Insider, the London Drugs Home Tech Advisor, and when I'm not wearing 50 other hats, I'm sometimes on the radio. Yes, glad to have you here. Thanks for being here. Happy New Year to you as well. Thank you. Thank you. We got lots to talk about here. We will go through. There's tons of stuff. Been spending a lot of time with my with my peeps. They've been feeding me stuff from the Consumer Electronics Show. Some really cool uh, innovations there. I really wish we were there to find them for you ourselves because we pride ourselves in finding the things that the others don't find. We will go through those. We also have, unfortunately, some new scams. It's a new year, so the weasels are finding new ways to try and depart you from your money or your identity or both and some other things. We also have the top 10 list of words that Lake Superior State (laughs) University thinks should be banned from use due to misuse, overuse, or uselessness. And I'm also encouraging you to find out what artificial intelligence can do with the Jasper AI engine. You create a free account, you type in any descriptive phrase, press the button, and it will create a unique image. If you check out shownotes.ca, shownotes.ca, you will find that there's a brand new notebook there. You shouldn't have to do anything. It should say Tech Talk 2023 Show Notes. I've archived all the past years. I realized, Josh, you've been doing the show notes going back to 2014. So we've got like seven seven years. Almost nine. Not, yeah, nine. Yeah, good math, Alan. Yeah. <laughs> nine, nine years uh, of notes in there. It's fun looking back at the old ones, seeing what we thought was wow mm-hmm. back then. And how things have now. changed over the last near decade. Yes, you will also see separate tabs for Tech 
travel tips, smartphone buying tips, iOS 16 new features, and Android tips in there as well. How have you been, Charles? Okay, good. Uh, by the way, this is a good time to close your Twitter account if you haven't already, because uh, this uh, item number four in the show notes. Yeah, let, let's do that one off the top, because I had a lot of people, because whenever we put things about security into the notes, I always try to give you the takeaway from it, uh-huh. rather than, oh, gee, that happened. And so this is um, worth mentioning there. Hackers have posted online the usernames, email addresses, and in many cases, the real names of more than 200 million Twitter users, me included. The info was stolen back in April of 2021, so almost two years ago. It was offered for sale on the dark web. Apparently, they didn't get any takers, so to show how smart they were, they thought they would dump it publicly online. And I would I would just close the Twitter account now anyway. <laughs> <laughs> for for clown car reasons it as well so as... It is so useful, though. I mean, I, I know. It's my go-to place to sort of find out what's happening in terms of breaking stuff of great and little <laughs> significance there. Yes. Hey, oh, Josh is producer. When you're producing oh, yeah. the shows, mm-hmm. I, mean, I imagine uh, you relied on a lot just to... This happened? Yeah, this is what's happening now. Whether or not you you believe yeah. it, it seems to be a, a, a subject for another conversation. But uh, yeah. uh, I use it a lot as well uh, during traffic reporting. Uh, a lot of people kind of yeah. Oh, tweet, yeah, if you're tweet, a business, oh, this is YYG, a crash here. YYJ right? traffic. Yeah, yeah if, you're, if you're a business, you sort of have to keep a presence on Facebook yeah. and, and Twitter and now maybe Mastodon. But, but... Uh, if yeah. you have a, just a personal account that you weren't using that much, ooh, yeah. yeah. So just, what you need to know about what's been posted online is the information does not include passwords. Right. Where it would be sensitive would be if you were tweeting out under Happy Puppy 14 mm-hmm. and you were, in fact, the president of a major corporation. Sure. Right. Now it's revealed that that's who Happy Puppy 14 is. Right. That's the big deal about this. So people that were tweeting out, um, if they were leaking information that they mm-hmm. thought should be out there, that their organization, government branch, company didn't think should be out there, now it's revealed who the person is. You're so not secret anymore. Yeah, so that's the big deal about this one. Yep. Mm. Um, one other one that I put in there as well, be very suspicious if you get a phone call from someone claiming to be a lawyer calling on behalf of a relative who needs bail money. This came from North Van mm-hmm. RCMP. It happened. I've had a couple people call yeah. as well. Wow. And when you first hear this, you'll go, oh, well, come on. I wouldn't fall for that. But if you get the call from the, quote, lawyer, unquote, who says, you know, your son, daughter, grandson, mm-hmm. etc., is in prison, etc., etc., and they're supposed to fly home this weekend and they're not going to be able to, Common sense, emotion takes over and common sense goes out the window. So Mm -hmm. this one is worth reading the link to the details of how this scam works. $9,000. They get you to withdraw the money Mm -hmm. and then send it by e-transfer or Bitcoin. Yeah. To the lawyer, quote unquote. So when they, they want Bitcoin, that that's red flag red number flag. one. That, that that you're not going to get this money back ever again. Right, yeah. because ever it's again. untraceable. Yeah. But also, if they want it sent by Western Union, mm-hmm. right, same thing. You're not getting that back. So, but those there are some of us who have those relatives. Mm. So that's <laughs> yep. that's more why I put it in the show notes. I think the vast majority if not almost all of you who are listening would not fall for this, but if you read it and then who do you know in your close circle who might? Can you have that conversation? It's like digital birds and bees. Mm-hmm. Literally, uh, can we, you have this conversation with maybe with your parents? This very thing happened to my mother-in-law. 
uh, about four years ago when mm-hmm. we were up visiting. Yeah. Uh, luckily, we were up visiting for the holidays, all of us there. So when the, the scammer called and said, hi, I, I'm your son. I'm in jail. I need help. Say, well, we, I know you're not my son. He's right here in the living room. So it, it, it was easy to stop that yeah. one. Yeah. But if, if you don't have all the pieces together and maybe if you're uh, starting to slip a bit. Yeah. And they quite often won't say son. It'll be grandson sure, or yes. nephew. Yeah. Somebody that maybe you're not in regular touch with except mm-hmm. maybe by text. Yep. Because they live in another part of the country and For they sure. are traveling. So it seemed that one. Um, one other one, it was in there. This is uh, 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 related to Mac, which is why we love having you here, Charles, because you yep. have this expertise. Item number eight, if you have a Mac and you get a confirm password, mm-hmm. confirm Mac password or confirm MacBook password pop up, I actually pictured this in the show notes because I had a couple people and I did not know the answer because I'm not Mac educated. So I reached out and you guys got back to me. It is genuine. It's not a scam. Right. Uh, now, if, you, if you're on a website and some pop-up no. that doesn't look like a Mac system dialog asks you for that, then yeah. no. Yeah. But if it's a, if it's a Mac-looking dialog box, it looks like it's from the system yeah. uh, with the close buttons and all the usual and all your listings on the side yeah. and all that, then that's legit. And you need to uh, put in the password for that you use to unlock your Mac. Yeah, not your iCloud password. Right. Even though it talks about the fact that this allows you to keep using iCloud. I've had three people now that have said, my iCloud password doesn't work. And I say, no, no, look at the wording really carefully. It needs the password you use to unlock your Mac or MacBook. That's right, because um, the emergency recovery for your iCloud password is now being shifted over to your... Uh, being able to unlock it with the login for your Mac. Yes. And so, uh, consequently, they want to use um, uh, they want to use that as a way to help you because so many people forget their iCloud passwords. Yes. Because they rarely use them. So, mm-hmm. um, yep. so the login password is something you presumably use yep. frequently, and so therefore that's a good way to get back into it. So that's why this is happening and happening a lot lately. So if you, have a, if you have a Mac or a MacBook, I encourage you to take a look at item 8 in the show notes. Again, shownotes.ca, typed into the address bar of your browser, just so you'll see what it is. And so if it happens, then you'll go, all oh, right, I remember them talking about that. And again, pass that on. We'll do one other one. We haven't seen this in a long time. Scam emails on behalf of Apple virtually disappeared because Apple's forcing you to use two-factor authentication. And so they've almost disappeared, but I did have two people reach out to me this week, and then lo and behold, I got it myself. I put a picture of it in item one in the show notes. You're a magnet for these things. <laughs> we And it's got the nice Apple logo, and it says, we noticed some unusual activity. Your Apple ID, blah, 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 was just used to sign in on iCloud.com. We need your help securing your account to prevent unauthorized access. For safety, we need some additional to review and update your security settings. So Oops. they did miss a couple words. Yep. But notice the address up at the top where it comes from. Mailpro.office at sapo.pt. Josh, where in the world? Where <laughs> in the world? Every time. Is, yeah. Every time. Oh man. But, um, dot PT. Dot PT. It's got to be some small nation somewhere. Not, um, not really. No, they uh, were the people. Pretoria. From, that's my guess. Pretoria. That's the capital. It's sure. That, but that's my guess. Portugal. Okay. Portugal. Okay, that makes more sense. People in Portugal, though, we're not a small nation. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Um, and more importantly, though, the check activity button, Charles. They want you to click on. Uh huh. 
Yeah, you can see that does not. It goes to 365srv.network.com. Which is actually uh, hosted out of Toronto, interestingly. Mm. <laughs> but it does take you to a false Apple login page. Yeah, okay, not, so, no. not Apple. So never click on links or emails. We're talking about Apple, but this could be any company. In fact, I put another one from Microsoft down below, which is different. But never. If you really thought, oh, my God, I'm going traveling, I might need this, you could go to appleid.apple.com and sign in and see that your account was fine. Yep. And just while we're doing it, well, one other one there. This is the other half. Microsoft account unusual sign-in activity. And it's I mean, it comes from what looks like the real address, and it says that we detected something unusual about a recent sign into your account from Russia, Moscow, IP address, platform, Windows 10, browser, Firefox. A user from Russia, Moscow, just logged into your account from a new device. If this wasn't you, please report the user. And there's a button that says report the user. Yeah, this is a good. This is very well done. Because Definitely. this does not take you to a fake web page. What this does is it opens up your email program and generates an email to the hackers at unusual.signin.activity at techconsulting-pay-3.com. And it sends them your email address with a message. And then they will send you a personalized reply confirming that your account has been compromised. No, it hasn't. Giving you a link to a fake account login page so they can steal your identity. Right. So, bonus points for creativity, weasels. Yep. So, no. Again, never click on links or texts and emails like that. You're even using international conflicts to get your attention there. Russia, Moscow. You can pick a more uh, inflammatory city to be sending an email from from a hacker, eh? Yep. So, anyway, links, pictures are in the show notes. On that note, we are live on Saturday morning as we begin a new year. Glad to have you along, especially while Charles is here. If you've got Mac questions, which are admittedly my weak area, we'd love to help you out. 250-386-1161 on a home phone, star 1070 on a mobile phone, or 1070-10 by text. If you do text, 107010, have to be in Canada to do that, doesn't work in the U.S., sorry, and please include your first name in there somewhere, and emails will also still work at techtalk, T-E-C-H-T-A-L-K, at cfax1070.com. We'll dive into the texts and emails when we come back and start going through the amazing stuff that's been unveiled at CES in Vegas. 21 after the hour on our first show of 2023 for Tech Talk with Alan and Charles. And Josh filling in for Brian as he awaits to become a new daddy. Uh, email here from Terry, T-E-R-I, a text actually. Hello guys, today for the first time I received a new security alert I've never received before from Google email. It says, apparently my Gmail address was used as a recovery email for this account, blah, 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 at necklacesq.top. I did remove it. How did this happen? How do they have my password? Should I change my password? Is my Google email compromised? No. What happened, Terry, was the person who owns that email address, necklacesq.top, which is a real thing, um, they, I'm guessing they typoed the, their email address, and it's close to yours, and that's why Google lets you know that they put it down as a recovery info. So, no, your password is not, your account's not compromised, nothing you need to do. It just means that Google was letting you know that that was put in. You could have then helped whoever that person was if they knew who you were. It's a very common thing that people typo recovery addresses, and that's why the companies send you that. Um, yeah, I have a fellow, 
I had a fellow in Kentucky, I think it was, also had a second home in California, I found out later, whose address is incredibly similar to mine and kept sending out my email address as his yep. for quite a while. Yep. Uh, so <laughs> oh. it took a while to get him. Finally, I just, uh, somebody said, call me. And so I called that person and said, hey, could you contact this fella uh, uh, whose name is also the same as mine and tell him that he's got his email address slightly wrong? Yeah, it's very nice. I mean, my email address is Perry at Outlook.com, and I always teach people that the best uh, sort of system to use is first name dot last name. Right. And the reason I can't use Perry is because there's a very nice fellow in Montana who has had that before me, and whenever people send emails to Perry at Outlook.com, he very kindly forwards them. Aww. To me, and replies back to the person saying, "You've got the other Alan Perry," which is really nice. He could just go delete. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's I, really I, I nice. Will, I will testify that it happened to me about mm, two months ago. Trying to get Alan on the show with Ryan and uh, this nice fellow in Montana. I said, ah, "Hey, you're you're one of many people who email me instead of him." Yeah. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, by the way, one little geeky thing for the new year because we I try to break the the item numbers in the show notes into specific categories, but then we add stuff or delete stuff as the show goes on. So I came up with this supposedly brilliant idea of putting them into boxes. So homework videos are in one category, tech news is in another box. But as we add and delete things, those boxes sometimes get out of sync. So a couple of you have texted in saying, why are some of today's show notes superimposed on top of each other? I think I've fixed all of that, but if anybody is seeing them still superimposed, Josh is looking at the notes on the screen. They look nice. There's Charles's mugshot in there. So I'll try and stay on top of that. Had a great time chatting on Friday with uh, with Ryan, uh, Josh. Yeah. Uh, you're behind about some of the car technology that's being unveiled at the Consumer Electronics Show. So we'll get to that later. But starting at item 10, we've gone through some of the things that have been unveiled at the CES in Vegas. And the one that stood out for me the most, that, that I try to find ones, Charles, that people would actually buy if it was available in front of them. Right. And this one's not a buy. Move over iPhone emergency satellite SOS. Google announced a partnership with Qualcomm. They're a big chip maker to create Snapdragon Satellite, which will let owners of new high-end Android phones text people via satellite when they're outdoors, when there's no cell coverage. It doesn't have to be an emergency. Well, hmm. okay, so let me let me talk about this one for a minute. <laughs> um, satellite texting is incredibly limited because it's got to be a very, very, very small data packet. So while this is better than nothing, and I applaud them making a move forward, mm-hmm. this is nowhere near the complexity of Apple's version of this, where you can actually call for help um, to one of Apple's uh, emergency yeah. call centers, and they then get in touch with yep. 911 because you can't reach them. Right. Uh, they, you can send incredibly short uh, text messages like, you know, two people, one unconscious. Yeah. That's well, about the Well, that's what it. Apple says. That's where this is different. Right. So Snapdragon which is the chip platform of Qualcomm, Mm -hmm. they are deploying next generation. They're putting these low-Earth orbit satellites, Mm -hmm. which are going to be specifically for this purpose. Oh, good. Whereas right now, the Apple emergency system, which has saved several lives already, runs on the GlobalSat emergency satellite, which is also used for plane crashes and boat sinkings. That's right. So this is actually a new generation of technology coming later this year. It will only be on select 
top end. We're talking fifteen hundred dollar. The latest smartphone. That's right. It's not re- retrofitted. No. You can't get an update for your phone. That's right. But this is where that competition comes in. Apple did the emergency service. Now Qualcomm, Android, Snapdragon are coming up with a non-emergency communication system. Apple will presumably upgrade their system to allow iPhone users to do that in a year or two. But it's it, there's that competitive pressure. Yeah. This oh, yeah. Something Competition we, is good, and I am a big fan of it. And we but. thought this was just unheard of that you could even do this. Yeah. And now look at this. In the space of a few months, we've gone from emergency communications via satellite when there's no cell service to, no, you can text and say, you know. I'm, I'm in trouble. Oh, yeah. No, you can just text and say, I'm having a great time. Wish you were here with this new system starting this fall. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm glad you mentioned this fall because I don't want people going, ha ha, no. now's the time to no. climb Everest. Brand new phone, not yet. Not yet. 5G, and this fall. Anyway, it's there. If you want more about that, item 10 in the show notes. Yeah. The other one that I thought, this is something that was there before, but it wasn't very good, so Ring took it away. They brought it back now. If you live in an apartment or condo, Ring has unveiled the Ring peephole cam which can be installed without permanent modifications to a door because you are likely going to be a renter. Mm-hmm. And it's $169 Canadian, and it offers motion detection, a doorbell button, 1080p video, two-way talk, and real-time streaming video. So if somebody presses ding-dong, then you can actually see before you open, but you can see them if you're in the shower. Right. And if you have an electric door, you can also unlock the door for them while you're in the shower if you wanted to do that, or if the pizza person... You could say, okay, hi, can you just leave the pizza at the door? I'll be out of the shower in a sec. Even if you're not home. Yeah. The, I, I, again, I hate to be the negative Nelly around well, here. Well, no, this but is why we do this, right? Am, this ring is owned by Amazon. Yeah. Amazon has no regard for security or privacy pretty much at all. Well, so, their security is pretty good. Uh, They've tightened it a lot since the early days. Yeah, that, but they keep getting embarrassed about it. So yeah. the um, So I would say... Approach with caution on this. Yeah, but I just thought the fact that they've now used the technology, Josh, that the first version was not very good, didn't offer many features. Mm-hmm. And you're going, well, why would I put a peephole camera on my door of my condo when I can just go go to the door and look through the hole? This has now added those extra features. You can be on the beach in Hawaii, and if somebody goes ding-dong on your door or walks mm-hmm. by, you can see them. Up to now, it had to be a house. Now it works for condos. Anyway. There we go. Lots more to come. We'd love to have you join us when we continue after a news update. Now, Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. It's our January 2023 first show of the New Year edition, the Consumer Electronics Show edition. We did not go to Vegas this year. It's just too expensive and too close after the New Year's. But we've been uh, assembling lots of stuff in the show notes, having great fun looking at some really impressive tech and some dubious tech. I want to say one thing about CES, and it's important, is that um, about um, 70% of the stuff seen at CES never makes it to market. Yep. So of that 30%, about half of it will fail in the marketplace it just won't do well Mm -hmm. and so really um you know we we, it's always fun to go over some of this stuff and hope that some of these things uh become available but don't be surprised if you never hear about it again that was what why we loved going there because we would specifically ask people when how much and available in canada and exactly and a lot of times we would make a brief note and move on because they said oh well this is just a prototype 
Whereas, we've, we've been covering a lot of this stuff on AppleInsider.com, yes. as you might imagine. And the thing that we're having trouble getting this year is price and dates. Yeah. More so than usual. Yeah, we've noticed that online. A lot of these things, Josh, when you invited me to join Ryan to talk mm-hmm. about the car stuff, I'm going, yeah. even the car stuff. Normally, it's, ta-da, this is the model that'll be coming out this fall. And prototype after prototype, after pro- which is nice, but... And yeah. then they say, oh, we have no plans to ever build it. We're just showing you what we could do. Um, <laughs> could nice. you get it? Yeah. That's like going into the supermarket and saying, these are the fruits we could carry, but we're never planning to, but they're just showing you the diversity of fruits that are out there. No, give me the... Mm. You ever go to the bakery section? They've got the fake cakes there. Yeah. It's just like that. You, you, sure, you can eat it. That icing's been put on there in 1982, but yeah, have yeah. at her. Go yeah. ahead. Could you make me one of those? Oh, well, no, we don't know how to do that. <laughs> well, we got big cakes here. We talking about? To the phone lines in Leona. Happy New Year, Leona. Happy New Year, guys. How can we help? I, I hope you can help. I'm sure you can. I have an iPhone 13, and I was just kind of flipping through it because it's um, definitely updated from my previous. Mm. And I was just noting in the cellular, the cellular data. Yes. And I, I believe it's 5G capable, but when I look at that, the data roaming and voice and data only offers LTE and 3G. Is that typical? Uh, that may depend on your carrier. What carrier uh, are you on, Leona? I'm with Fido. Yes. And that's new to me, but I was in the understanding that it was 5G. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, well, the, the iPhone 13 is definitely 5G capable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've uh, ported, if you've taken your old SIM from your old phone and stuck it into the new phone, you may need a new SIM in order to access 5G. So what you might want to do is stop in at a Fido kiosk and get them to check your SIM. They can look at the IMEI number, which is geeky speak, but they'll know where it is, and they will tell you whether you need a new SIM. If you did, it would be like five bucks, and it doesn't change anything on your phone other than that one thing. I'm honestly not sure if Fido roaming is 5G or not. Fido is a, is a budget subsidiary. It's owned by Roger. It should be, but I'm honestly not sure. I'm glad to admit when I'm ignorant on this. Well, the, the Fido's, I, I usually recommend the actual Fido store yeah. on Yates yeah. um, because they are Fido. They're not a franchise. They're not some yeah. third-party seller who won't help you. They're helpful. Yep. They're nice. 700 block of Yates, yep. if you're down there. Josh is looking up to make sure that it is Fido Roaming is 5G. We are in an unusual geography uh, location here in Greater Victoria. If you're listening to us elsewhere, this doesn't really matter. Um, but we keep that our data roaming turned off here because if you go to places like the Dallas Road waterfront, right, right. East Souk, or 10 Mile Point, it goes, welcome to USA, $15 a day or whatever the current ridiculous roaming radius. Right. So aside from this 5G question, which is a really good one, Leona, for everybody else, if you're going into cellular and then you're going into data roaming, please keep it off unless you are going to be leaving Greater Victoria. If you're going to the mainland, going up in the interior, going to the U.S., then yes, you'll need your data roaming on. Otherwise, you just don't want those unwanted messages. Josh, would you be able to find anything about this one? Not just yet. Still diving. I can't really tell the year on this one. It's a post from March that says Fido doesn't currently offer 5G in Canada, that, but I don't know which March that is, so it must be an old March. 
Yeah. Uh, Looking the, on. Uh, uh, I should say that uh, uh, one of my phones is on Rogers. Yeah. And Rogers definitely has 5G here in the capital area because the politicians need 5G. Yes. So we have 5G in the downtown core and all over the place. Yeah. So uh, most uh, we've got pretty good coverage here in, in, in most of Victoria. Once you start moving out into yeah. the remote areas, less so. But. And this is the difference, by the way, between... Bell, Telus, Rogers, and their budget subsidiaries. That's why you pay less. You get less, fewer features. Sorry, grammar teacher. Um, and that could be one of them. So we're checking. So if anybody else knows, does Fido offer 5G roaming here? Uh, we'll yeah. see if we can find you the answer. I'm, I'm on Shaw Mobile, uh, yeah. and I get uh, I get 5G signal. Yeah. Um, and so uh, uh, my other phone is on Rogers Direct, and that also gets 5G signal. Does that help, Leona? It does. I do have a new SIM. I purchased a phone from Costco on Black Friday, um, and I was told at that time that Fido is supported with 5G, and I am close. Um, I'm just on the border of Victorian Sanitary, so I'm, I'm, yeah, pretty close to that downtown core. Um, I will check with them or the Fido store, but I do have, like, if I, if I don't have 5G, and I select between LTE and 3G. If I select 3G, it says de- disable LTE. Yeah, don't, don't, yeah, don't, don't go do there. That. That's never like two that. tin cans and a string yeah. on yeah. 3G. You want to be on LTE. LTE is four is um, the 4G long-term evolution. It's 4G on steroids, and in Canada, it is better in many cases than 5G in the U.S. We're getting 400. 500 megs per second on LTE here, yep. where some places in the U.S., even on 5G, when we were down at Disney, we were sometimes getting 50. Yeah, Canada has a great LTE yep. network, and so the 5G is probably not as, oh my God, noticeable to people. Now, Josh, what have yes, you found? I found an answer. I'm using uh, Fido.ca, looking at their support page and going through their FAQs. Does Fido have a 5G network? The answer they give is, at this time, Fido does not offer access to a 5G network. I didn't okay. think so. However, However, 5G devices are compatible with FIDO's existing yes, mobile network. They'll so. run on LTE. Sure. Yeah. So Which that's is exactly what yeah. she's having yeah. happen. So you Bad should dog, have, FIDO. Yeah. Bad dog. <laughs> Coming. That's, uh, that's the competitive reason why they want you to spend the extra money and go to Rogers. Speaking of which, we should mention this before we go to break, because this happened this week. The Federal Court of Appeal issued an emergency stay of last week's Canadian Competition Tribunal ruling approving the buyout of Shaw by Rogers, Charles. This is a routine sort of thing that they would normally do in a contested... Well, uh, it's a little different because the Competition Commissioner was unhappy with the ruling approving the buyout. He asked for an injunction to block it for months and months and months till they could have a full appeal of the ruling. Oh, he wasn't going to get that. And the federal court said, no, we'll give you an emergency stay come back next week, presumably this coming week or maybe the week after, and try and convince us that we should even give you an injunction. Yeah. So you can see that the commissioner is on a very narrow plank out over the water here. I cannot see it succeeding when I read the detailed ruling here. But what this means is the appeal court will decide within a week or two to either grant the injunction pending a full appeal later this year, not likely, or reject the application and lift the stay order, Mm. likely. Either way, if the stay is lifted, the final decision on the proposed $28 billion buyout rests with the Minister of Innovation, Science and Industry, and he said he is inclined to approve it 
based well, on the fact that they met all his conditions. Yeah, and, so. and remember that um, if this goes through, one of the conditions that Minister Champagne in particular has been pushing yeah. is lower your bill uh, over here in B.C. and Alberta yes. and pl- places west of the capital because yes. we, we pay the highest rates in Canada. So Videotron based in Quebec, owned by Quebecor, has committed to bringing Quebec rates, which are about 20% lower, to all the Freedom customers here. As well as overnight, everybody will get access to Roger's 5G network if they have a 5G phone. If they don't have a 5G phone, they'd still get access to the Roger's network, which is way more towers. So what I'd really, yeah. really like to know is what's going to happen to Shaw Mobile. Shaw Mobile goes to Rogers. That is in the ruling. Okay. Shaw Mobile goes to Rogers. So if you are a Shaw Mobile customer, you go to Rogers. What oh, we don't okay. know is how long will your zero, five or ten dollar plan last. Mm. That presumably that's, is that's being agreed. Presumably to. one of the things that Mr. Champagne will want to know. Stay tuned. Quarter to the hour, hour number one of Tech Talk for January 7th, 2023. Thank you, Ed, for your email. I had put in the show notes that Tech Talk producer and tech expert Brian Pavlicich is off on maternity leave. Uh, Ed says, um, please say it isn't so. Surely he is off on paternity leave. (laughs) Yes. Hopefully to be a daddy. Prenatal leave. Any moment. Any moment. Now they're up at the hospital awaiting this, he and Judah. So congratulations. Hopefully we will have a baby picture. For next weekend. Congrats, so, congrats yeah. to Brian. And I hope everything goes. Brian, yeah, I hope everything Pixar goes. Yeah, I hope it goes okay. Okay, there we go. Um, you've got a couple emails there. Yes, uh, the first one I'd like to. Oh, first of all, um, sorry, um, A10 texted you during the break there. Yes, uh, A10 texted in to say that no, Fido doesn't have 5G, so that's a confirmation. And secondly, is that he's uh, it hardly matters because he started. He's still getting 130 megabits per second. Which is very fast. That's awesome for yeah. virtually anything you on Fido. Do. Yeah. So, uh, so there you go. There um, we go. As I say, uh, because we have such a great LTE network here, it's hard to notice the difference. I notice a shorter lag time. Yes. In five G, when I'm in five G, but that's like my podcast will start streaming faster. But that's it. Yes. Okay. So emails. What you got? Uh, the simple one first, I think. Uh, so uh, this one comes from Ruth, and she says, if I buy the three-licensed Malwarebytes Premium in Victoria, can I share it with a family member who lives in the U.S. or only with people in the country of purchase? This is an excellent question, mm-hmm. and I, don't, I can't be sure of the answer, but I, I suspect I uh, that it will work fine. Yes, I have checked this because people have done this going down to snowboarding and going down to Arizona. Definitely works in North America, for sure. I would think it's global because the card is just simply printed in the language of your choice. It's French right. and English for here. Uh, actually, I do know the answer. I just had my little brain cells had to go because somebody took a card with them to England last summer as a present. Okay. And put it on three computers there. Okay. Yes. There you go. So, yes. So, the global. Yes. Yeah, because they just need the letter number combination, that annoying little thing there. Oh, okay. Um, now, what else have we got here? Oh, I've, one I've, thing I wanted to do. This is something that is not in the show notes. Well, it's in the show notes. It's not part of CES, the Consumer Electronics Show. I don't know if they went there or not. But this is really cool. Um, if you go down to the homework videos, item number 55, this is um, this is a fellow named Brent Rose. And I'm going to get Josh to play this for you in just a sec. 
These are now. You know what the the moving sidewalks? They have in airports to mm-hmm. do this. Imagine if you could do that yourself. You strap on moonwalkers, strap on shoes with battery powered smart wheels that make you off two and a half times faster. It's a terrible idea. Well, no, I know you say that, but here's the beginning of so Brent. many hips breaking. Well, no, wait. Here's the beginning of Brent's video. Hello, fellow pedestrians. You know that feeling when you're at the airport and you step onto a moving sidewalk? You're still walking, but suddenly the world is floating by so much faster and you have all this extra effortless speed. Well, that's the idea behind these. They're called moonwalkers and they basically put an electric moving sidewalk under each of your shoes. They promise to increase your walking speed by 250% with no additional effort. So, questions. Are they real? Apparently. Are they ridiculous? Possibly. Are they safe? Are they tough enough? Do they work? Are they actually good? There you go. So he's going to go and try them out. Spoiler alert. Yeah, they actually work. And he tries going at full speed up against a cement wall. Right. I get that. And, and you know, for, for some people, this will work. And this will be great. And they're already on order. But, and he tried them on potholes. But have you ever watched people try to get off a moving sidewalk? Yeah. Like, right? Okay, because well, these are battery-powered. So what happens when they run out of power? Guess what? Yeah. You revert back to you just, just un- like stepping off a moving sidewalk. And if you've seen people try to adjust again. Well, they won't just stop. They slow down. Right. So, yeah, no, he went through. That's why I like this kind of video because he's not just a fanboy that's doing this. Yeah. He went, he's in Pittsburgh, and he tried, he tried doing potholes where the wheels almost disappear. And the key, as he discovered from the inventor, is that's why they have 10 wheels per shoe. Right. Not four like rollerblades. So I, w- I would love to try these out, but uh, the other the other concern that I have is uh, that um, some people who are already unsteady on their feet will try and do this. Yes, and that's not going to help you. Yep, but yes. No, I was just thinking um, if you're trying to imagine what this thing looks like, think about uh, remember back in the day you used to have the roller straight you can strap on to yeah. your tennis shoes. It's yeah. just like that, just a whole yeah. lot fancier. When somebody sent me a link to this video, I thought, oh, this is going to be stupid. But I give him credit because he's actually put it through the kind of real-life right. tests that of things that I, th- I thought would work. I want to do one other video. Um, we'll come back to this. Well, actually, no, we'll take a break because D- Josh is already a daddy. Mm-hmm. So I want to see if he what he thinks of this. Imagine there was something, Brian, if you're listening, and Juna, that you can clip onto the baby's cradle, and it will tell you within 10 seconds... Not that your baby is crying, but why your baby is crying. Lies. Lies. When we come back. CES, Consumer Electronics Show Edition of Tech Talk for 2023. One of the things that's been getting a lot of publicity from the CES show in Vegas is Q-Bear from Taiwan and a baby crying analyzer. It's a soft silicone-covered device which can be fitted in a crib or a stroller and uses AI to analyze a baby's cries within 10 seconds. Here's a bit of the video you'll find. The item is 19 in the show notes. The video is 55. Using AI technology and data analysis, Q-Bear recognizes the reason for your baby's cry. It understands your baby's physical needs from their cry. Whether hungry... Needing a diaper change. Dada, I need to change my diaper. (laughs) Good luck, Dad. Sleepy. Mama, I am tired. 
Oh, you can take it out. But basically, it pops up a text on your phone and lets you know that the baby is crying and here is why. And if you're in the presence of the baby, you actually hear that voice coming out of the speaker saying those things. So the four mm. things are hunger, dirty diaper, sleepiness, or need for comfort. F- yeah, fussy. Yeah, fuzzy. Huh. Yeah. Okay, Josh, as daddy. I, I guess it's possible. I mean, if, if you're a parent, I've got a uh, 17-month-old uh-huh. at home, and sure, the, the, they're starting to form basic kind of primitive word sounds now, but even up until the time, if you're paying attention to the baby, you can sort out why they're crying, typically. How long did it take you as a dad to do that? Well, it takes a little bit, but once you kind of get used to the kid and what the kid is like, you kind of get that vibe. So So this is when you first got a baby. I can see now how maybe if you're an early childhood educator, you're kind of expert, maybe you're a daycare provider. Oh, no, I know that sound. And I'm guessing if you're able to do that, then you can possibly relay that knowledge to a machine yeah. that could, oh, wait, now that, that's the sound a baby makes when it's hungry, mm-hmm. or that's the sound a baby makes when it's mad. Yeah. Or, and they actually say that this cue bear will get more accurate the more the baby, the more not the more the baby cries. This but could also more. be handy for nannies and babysitters. Yeah, but and the mere yeah, fact yeah. that it tells you from the other room as well, because a lot of people have baby monitors mm-hmm. to do that. So anyway... Luckily, when you live in a condo, you, 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 <laughs> it's not a worry. You will hear the baby yeah, cry. At any hour. <laughs> Brian and June, that one's for you. Okay, uh, phone lines. Vicky's been waiting patiently. Hi there, Vicky. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. How can we help? Well, I have a very old uh, 10-year-old iMac computer. Okay. Um, and I, I was previously uh, not a Mac user, and I got it because... I'm an uh, amateur photographer, and mm-hmm. I took a lot of pictures. Great. And so I got it for that. Um, however, it's, it's very old now, and um, I received a, a gift of a Surface Pro um, computer, um, which I'm doing less photography and, and small business stuff, and so I am migrating to that. Uh, I'm but the read- I- mind reader. You want to get all the stuff off the old iMac and onto your Surface Pro. And I really don't care so much. I've got most of the documents, but the photographs I'm really having trouble with. Yep. Uh, good uh, Good news. Um, let's see. The Surface Pro has a USB-C port. Does it have a USB-A port, Alan? No, oh. but you can use an adapter. Right. So uh, what you need is either a USB-C... No, I'm sorry. Uh, you need an adapter, a USB-A to C adapter and a thumb drive. So load all your photos onto the thumb drive from the Mac using the USB-A port. Put the adapter on, stick it into the USB-C port on the Surface Pro, and move it into the photos there. Now, bear in mind that the difference in the amount of storage you have on the one might not be as big as the other. Uh, so what um, what a lot of people do is that they move their photos onto an external hard drive and keep them there. Yeah. If you want to text me, uh, Vicky, I'll give you my number when we take a break here. Even though I'm not Mac proficient in that, that one I can do. I'd be glad to stop by. And I've got the adapter for you as we switch over from the rectangular USB-A to the smaller universal USB-C, which is also 15 times faster as well, which is And carries important. data and video and yeah. power and so, so much more. So stay there. But that's it. For anybody else that wants to do that, yes, you just simply copy the photos all or some over, and then we'll see where to put them, making sure you my have My favorite feature of USB-C is that it's reversible. In the dark. Either way. In the dark. Yeah, there we go. Absolutely. Okay, hour number two coming up. Among the things we're going to tell you about more of the new stuff that's coming out at the Consumer Electronics Show here also as well, uh, a new spelling for turkey. 
the bird is being differentiated from the transcontinental nation. We will go through the top 10 words that LSSU thinks should be banned. And we will also let you hear the new AI narration of books that you can get on the Apple Bookstore. See whether you think good, bad, or indifferent. Stay with us. Now, Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. Hour number two of our first show of 2023. This is the January 7th edition of Tech Talk. Glad to have you along. We're only with you on Saturday morning this weekend because Seahawks are coming up to the end of the season. Sports ball! They are playing on Sunday afternoon, so there will be no repeat. But there will be a podcast courtesy of none other than Josh Hilden, who's filling in for Brian. If you're just tuning in, Brian and Juna are up at the hospital, hopefully having a baby as we speak. Congratulations, guys. Yeah, yep. so it's wonderful to have you back with us. Well, my, my pleasure to be here on the odd chance that I have. The, I, I like hanging out on the weekends with you guys. It's a lot of fun. And I think I, you'll be here for a couple weekends. I, 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 we even I'm planning baby. on this weekend and next. Uh, any more than that, uh, Brian will have to operate the show while holding a baby. Yeah, there might it. there might also be some sleep deprivation holidays for you him. Know, so. I, I, I recall that, and listeners <laughs> will recall that back last August. Um, had the baby, and then I was here to operate the program about seven hours later. I remember. <laughs> Sleepy-eyed, and yeah. um, I, I don't know how I can still remember that. That was a, a tiring day. It was vivid. Charles Martin is the other voice you are hearing. Charles is a Victoria Mac and iOS user group program director. He is London Drugs in-home tech specialist, and he now, as if he didn't have enough hats, he is a contributing editor at AppleInsider.com. You will find Which links. is an excellent source of not just Apple news, but general technology <laughs> news without some of the hype and BS that that you get on some Yeah, they've sites. really broadened their, their horizons. So, and one of the ones that I actually found in there, I want to try this um, to see what you think before we get into all the other stuff from the Consumer Electronics Show. It here, and this is item number 35. If you want to grab, and follow along. Turn but, to item 35 yeah, you in your <laughs> If you just want to grab your iPhone or iPad, if you have one, go to, go to the Books app, which is the white book on an orange background. Mm-hmm. There are five icons across the bottom. Reading Now, Library, Bookstore, Audiobooks, and Search. Right. Go into Search, and this is new, and type two words. The first word, AI, standing for Artificial Intelligence. Narration. That's an acronym, not a word, but go on. Point. (laughs) Grammar teacher, one. Alan, zero. Um, Yeah, go there and punch up AI narration, and you will get a whole list of books that are not narrated by a paid narrator. They're narrated by AI. This was not announced. This was done quietly. The Guardian newspaper found this. Right. So, Josh, have you done that? What have you picked? Yes, I have. I've selected a sample of Forever Changed by Mona Ingram. I know nothing about the author or the book. And Josh is going to hold this up to his microphone. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's not and erotica. If we hadn't, now, I have not heard this. I have <laughs> no. not heard this one. See if you would think that this was human or AI. I know this is a shock, but we need to move things along and get you an appointment with an oncologist as soon as possible. That's where you're wrong, thought Ariana with a faint smile. I'm not shocked at all. Ever since the woman at the mammogram screening site asked me to come back for a do-over, I've known that this was the year. Wow. The technicians... That's really impressive. 
It's uh, yeah, it's very nice. Uh, you can because of the complete dead silence between words, you can sort of tell. Yeah. But yes, um, but the, would you have known that that was AI just from that little sample? That's way better. I, I, than I probably was would have, but most people it wouldn't yeah. make any difference. I mean, I spend my time listening to a lot of actual people talking, uh-huh. so I can usually pick out the computers pretending to be people talking. But that's really close. Yes. That's getting closer. Because yeah. keep in mind, it's not a conversation. It's an it's the designed to be a narrator reading the book. And one of the things that they're saying is this will reduce the cost of audiobooks. I doubt it. Well, it's a <laughs> I'm, compa- I'm very skeptical it's of that. It's a competitive marketplace. No, no. The, the cost of producing the audiobook will definitely go down with AI. But will the publisher actually lower the price as a result of that? Probably well, not. Because that's just more profit for them. Though. But if Apple can do it. And remember, this is done by Apple. This is not done yeah. by the book publisher. Pu- bo- That's bo- the key. In fact, key. some book publishers said, "Don't do that." For yeah, our books. it says this is an Apple Books audiobook narrated by a digital voice based on a human narrator. It actually says so. That's who the narrator. So now, if Amazon hears this, they're going to go, "Oh, okay. Well, we could." <laughs> They've already started copying that. Yeah, mm. but there you go. I'm going to try one with a male one. So okay. this is a Dark Paradise. A Brad Weller thriller by Evan Graver. I do not know him. Do not know that preview. Here we go. And play. Oh, bring it up. Turn up my volume. Sorry. Here we go. And taking him to the deck, choking him with one hand, and grabbing a long fillet knife off the galley counter with the other. Naomi remembered her piercing shriek as she charged in to protect her husband. Their honeymoon, which they'd elected to extend indefinitely, had become a nightmare. That's not bad. Not bad. What the, the thing that occurs to me, though, is if you are the person or the team who's producing this narration, mm-hmm. normally, if Josh, if you were reading the narration, sure. I'd say, hold on, Josh, could you do that sentence again and then emphasize long? <laughs> what do you do with an AI system? Mm-hmm. But as as somebody yeah. who has done a lot of acting, yes, um, the I can you know that that's the anybody who's taken drama will know mm-hmm. that there's not enough variation there, but. But having said that, there's sometimes that you specifically want a celebrity uh, reader like Stephen Fry, for example, Absolutely. reading the, that book. And people are willing to pay more for that. Uh, yes. Now, the good news is that this AI narration will make a lot more books available for the visually disabled. And yes. that is huge news. Yeah. Um, I have several clients who have trouble reading conventional books. Um, mm-hmm. And so uh, audiobooks have become their go-to. And this is going to be huge news for them. I'm thinking CNIB, if they're listening, this would be something they could get on board with and do it themselves, and they don't even have to. It's a good thing, but it is going to put some voice uh, narrators out of work, which is a shame. Yep, there you go. On that note, back to the phone lines in Barb. Hi, Barb. Happy New Year. Oh, Happy New Year to you too, Helen, and your guests. Um, Is it Barb or is it AI? Hmm. (laughs) Are you a real person? Yes, I am. Oh, good. How can we? Well, help? of course you'd say that, wouldn't you? I, <laughs> I just tried that uh, book thing that you were just talking about because I was just about to phone in. So that's pretty cool. Anyway, uh, my question is: um, as before, I've done this. Um, my wireless printer won't recognize my iPad when I want to print something. Okay. okay. What printer do you have? It's a Canon MG forty two twenty. Okay, so it has Air Print. Yeah. yeah, that's the chip that allows it to talk to Apple devices. Chances are very, 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 very high because uh, I've run into this a lot. Um, so chances are very high that your iPad is on the 5G 
the 5 gigahertz frequency yeah. of your network, and the printer is on the 2.4 gigahertz frequency of your network. Virtually 99.99% uh-huh. of printers don't know what 5G Wi-Fi. We're not talking 5G cell service. They don't know the 5G network frequency. They, it's just something they don't know. So can you check on your iPad settings Wi-Fi? Okay. Please. And settings Wi-Fi, and make sure that it does not have a 5G in the name, the one you're on. Now, some routers disguise this. Yes. So mm-hmm. it may not say that. Um, I'm going to... Settings, the gray gear on your yeah. iPad, and then Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. Second and from the top. All it's showing it'll me... Tell you what network you're on. Yep. It's a, I have a D-Link because I have a, a Wi-Fi extender in the house. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That so, would also be the problem. That could also so be So if your printer is connected to the Wi-Fi... And mm-hmm. your iPad is connected to the extender. Nope, they uh-huh. can't talk. Right. Oh. Unless it's a mesh extender. Yeah. Now, are you on Shaw or Telus? Shaw. Okay. So if you want, if that is the issue, if you want, you can stop down or you can chat with them or you can phone them. Um, if you phone, you'll have to wait a while, but you can do electronic chat or stop down at the store. And they can give you a Shaw pod, which extends does the same thing the D-Link does, but does it, frankly, much better. And it's exactly the same name and password, so you can seamlessly wander around where you live, and your iPad and iPhone will just automatically change to whichever one is faster, and that will work on the printer. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Or if you don't want to go that route, you just need to make sure that you are connected to the non-extender Wi-Fi when you want to print, Right. which may not well, be convenient. Yeah, well, when, when I'm looking now at the Wi-Fi, where I have it, the one at the top is the D-Link, but then underneath there, my networks, I also have two other ones. And one of them is your Shaw? One is Shaw, and one is Shaw 5G. Yeah, right. so try connecting to the Shaw one, Uh huh. and then go and print something. It and should be the same credentials and everything. Yeah, yeah, oh, but that okay. will do it. Yeah, it's just probably the extenders, because where you spend your time, the Shaw one isn't strong enough. And so that's why the extender. So if that's okay. the solution, then you could get around that by getting the pod. You don't buy the pod from Shaw. You rent them for $5 a month. That way, when there's a new one, a newer <laughs> technology, then they will just replace it you for you. You can also buy a mesh extender that will do this um, yeah. and own it, but uh, uh, they're not cheap. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. I'll try that um, off the air. And, uh, Let us know if that doesn't work. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. But for anybody, that's a really good question. Thanks, Barb. There we go. Okay, quick break. Back with more. We'd love to help you, particularly if you've got Mac questions while Charles is here. 250-386-1161 on a home phone. Star 1070 on a mobile phone on Saturday morning while we're live. Text to 107010. Please include your first name if you text. Seventeen after the hour as we continue with Charles, who will be chairing the January, the first VMUG meeting. We had a great time at the December uh, Victoria Mac and iOS user That was an in-person one. It was yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We got my exercise running around answering questions. We're going back to the Zoom meetings because a lot of people do like those. We'll have another in-person meeting later in the year, I'm sure. Yep. Um, we like, uh, we'd sort of like to tie those to when we give away prizes. Which we had lots of funds with. Yes. What are um, we doing on Wednesday night? So, uh, what, there's a few things. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about some of the CES stuff that we saw that really caught our eye, either, either super useful or super dumb. 
Uh, <laughs> and then the other one is uh, we'll be talking about some of the new features in iOS and iPadOS 16.2. But the main presentation is going to be about something that as it gets adopted, which is going to take a few years, but it's going to change your life. And that is passcodes replacing passwords. And you're, if for those of you thinking, oh, no, I've already got a volume the size of an Encyclopedia Britannica of all my passwords, good for you. But no, passcodes, way, way better. No remembering, no nothing. It's fantastic. If that tweaks your interest and, you've, and you're not a member of VMUG, we invite you to come as our guest on Zoom. You can wear your PJs and have a beverage sitting beside you if you'd like. It's Wednesday at 7 p.m. And try, if you're first time, try and log in sooner. You will find the link right next to Charles's picture in the show notes. It's yep. a long link, so I can't say it on the air. <laughs> if you've been a guest before, then you're going to have to join if you want to join. Please do. Bow will be glad to help you it's, with that. She's our secretary. It's really cheap. It's $35 a year. Yep. And, and if you, you are multiple a, classes. If you are a couple? Uh, it's 45 or yep, uh, For a family. Yeah, yep. The Zoom link is right next to Charles's page. Picture at uh, show notes. Dot C-A, S-H-O-W-N-O-T-E-S dot C-A. Don't search for that. Please type it right into the address bar of your browser. Then come and uh, log in sometime between 6.30 and 7, and we will do that. While we are speaking of passwords, here's why we don't recommend using a third-party password manager. LastPass, one of the most popular ones, has now admitted that the hackers who stole basic account data for all LastPass clients back in August also tricked a LastPass employee into giving them access to the password vault for some clients. They don't say how many. <sighs> so that means they get the vault. Yeah. So if you're a LastPass client, please change your LastPass master password, then change the password on every app and website you stored in LastPass, and then seriously consider not using them anymore. Yeah, there are, there are built-in systems in the browsers on Windows, which yeah. is a dumb system, but it's it, better than nothing, and system-wide on Apple devices across all your Apple devices. That Keychain. Keychain is super secure. Uh, until this passcodes thing comes along, which is going to rely heavily on biometrics, so you have to have a face or a finger, but um, but you won't actually know any of your passwords, and that's going to be great. Yeah. Never mind that yeah. right now, though. And in the meantime, I'd be glad to teach you a password formula if you would like. My contact info is in the show notes. Yeah, so and I recommend that. Things. Now, there is, I have to say that 1Password doesn't seem to be having these issues, and I'm glad of that, and they're Yet. a Canadian company. But um, but I, I agree with you that it's time to start moving away from... A third party. Uh, Any from third a third party. party and, uh, but in case you are a cross-platform family and need a family vault of some kind, the nice thing about 1Password is that they yes. are embracing passcodes as well. And you'll see that yes. in action. Okay, so a few year. things that uh, we found at the Consumer Electronics Show that we thought would be potentially really useful. We talked about the, oh, the Q-Bear, the crying baby analyzer. want to say uh, Happy New Year to somebody that uh, many of you will know as the the White Hatter. Josh, you, you have him on uh, regularly. Uh, on CFAX, Darren right. Barr, retired Victoria Police uh, That's right. Sergeant, and they, he keeps a lot of people safe, especially the young people. Mm -hmm. He texted in to say it would love to read the privacy policy on that baby app. These products are notorious for collecting and selling all kinds of the user's private info and selling it to third parties. My recommendation to parents, stay away from it. That's mm. a really good question. I know somebody who is ordering one. 
uh, Darren, so I will get them to uh, send us the the privacy. That would be interesting to see, yeah. Yeah, uh, he says. Uh, I sent him the link. Uh, he had uh, texted in a few minutes ago. I sent him the link that we were uh, using the, the the website that shows yep. all about it. We're playing the video from, yep. so he can peruse it himself and, and you know get a, get a sense of it. And he says it's the same type of AI being used to create uh, training videos and things yeah. like that. Now, something else I thought would be useful if your blood pressure is of concern to you, not just when you're watching U.S. politics. <laughs> Valen, <laughs> that was fun uh, last night. Valencell has unveiled a new one hundred dollar U.S. finger chip monitor that offers cuffless blood pressure monitoring. Item 24 in the show notes. Instead of an unwieldy inflating sleeve, Charles, this clip uses sensors to measure blood flow patterns, combines that with algorithms and your you and your age, weight, gender, and height to create a blood pressure measurement without the need for a calibration. And I want to point, yeah, the, the calibration is an important point about, yeah. especially using home blood pressure monitor, but I also want to point one other thing. Some people who have high blood pressure have it genetically, but some people have it because they're overweight. Mm-hmm. And so uh, if they're quite overweight, a regular cuff doesn't fit well and gives you inaccurate readings. Plus, they're just not, they're not really comfortable. I wouldn't say fun. They're, fun's not, the they're wrong not comfortable word. at all. They're so not this, user-friendly. So this fingertip one is your solution. Yeah. So take a look if that's if that's something that is uh, medically important to you. Item number 24. The company is Valencell. V-A-L-E-N-C-E-L-L. Now, another one that I thought had a lot of potential here. Withings. We've seen them at CES in past years. They make really good medical devices. They've created the first gadget you'll actually want to drop in the toilet. It's a do-it-yourself urine analysis machine called the U-Scan. Charles is smiling. Yes, you're just pissing away money now. <laughs> uh, okay, you, okay, he's here all week. So. $500 US, but again, if you um, if stuff is happening in your life and yeah. this is important, yeah. then this is way, way cheaper than going down to Life Labs and peeing the little cup Well, it's, on a regular basis. Yeah, I suppose so. Well, I know people with kidney issues and they have to go down like once a week. If you need frequent monitoring, yes, this is yeah. this is something you should be uh, definitely pay attention to. Yes. On the um if you are a birder, especially hummingbirds, which are notoriously hard to capture, <laughs> uh, not not the bird, sorry, a picture, sorry, a picture of the bird. Um a new AI powered smart bird feeder from Bird Buddy. They've had bird feeders that uh, takes a picture or a video in a long time. That's right. The ones of hummingbirds have always been blurred. So they've got a new AI one that is designed to capture high-quality still pics and full 4K video of feeding hummingbirds and pops up on your phone. Right. So anyway, I just thought that's that's one of those advances in technology. The Bird Buddy's been around for years. We've seen it. We remember the first time we've we discussed found it. it before. Yeah, right. we found it at CES like I think eight years ago. The first one. Mm. Now they've gone all the way up to 4K. They've even got night vision. Not that I think. Oh. Do, stupid question. Do hummingbirds feed at night? Uh, I don't think so. Bats fly at night, though. Yes. So maybe you want to see yeah. moths. Anyway, that's item number eighteen in the show notes. If you do a lot of cooking or baking. I've learned from past CES shows to not say something is stupid, or at least that I think it's stupid, until I really think it through. GE Profile has a $1,000 U.S. smart mixer. And I initially thought, well, seriously? But hold on. This is me saying this to myself. It has a built-in scale to accurately weigh the ingredients. Plus, it has voice control, so you don't have to push buttons while your hands are goopy. Right. 
In fact, your hands will never be goopy because... Yeah, it's a high-end stand mixer all on its own. Take away all the smart features. It's a really good one. It has a motor that's powerful enough to whip up emulsions, yet you can sit there. And so if you're leaving it on kneading bread for like seven minutes or whatever, mm -hmm. it will pop up on your phone and tell you that right. it's ready for the next step. So, again, Come if back. you do a lot of cooking or baking, it's getting rave reviews from the cooking experts who've seen it at CES. You can check it out for yourself, item number 17 in the show notes. Another thing we've seen a lot at the CES is uh, TVs. Yes. Um, and uh, the, the Neo QLEDs and OLEDs continue to improve in quality. If you, um, they're more, obviously, they're the more expensive kinds of sets, but you know what? You will notice. So let's talk about a couple acronyms here. So traditional TVs are LED. Right. Light-emitting diode. Well, the flat ones, yes. Yeah. LED, light-emitting diode. The best you can get is an OLED, organic light-emitting diode. Right. And the, the richness is unparalleled. The blacks, well, the, because the blacks are completely turned off. So yes. especially if you're a black and white fan, invest in the OLED. Yeah. Now, halfway or two-thirds of the way between that has been QLED, QLED, quantum LED, or known by other brands, micro-LED. Right. Where they, they've just shrunk the size of the LEDs so they can pack more of them on the screen to right. not only give you a sharper picture, but also make the brightness variation more gradiated. That's right. Now we've got Neo-LED which is doing that one more refinement, so getting you three-quarters of the way to LED. Plus, the, all these TVs have chips in them that analyze the picture as it comes in and, yes. and, and optimize it for better color, better saturation. And this is the first year that we've seen affordable, I mean, still expensive, but affordable 8K now. Yes. So this has become the standard. But now there's one that I think... I'm going, again, okay, I want to see this in practice. I wish I was there to try this. LG has unveiled a 97-inch wireless OLED. It's called mm. the M3. Well, it's got it, one wire for electricity. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're hoping to eliminate that later this year. It's mm. a wireless box that you'd place nearby. Right. So right now, it does have to be plugged into a wall out. Presumably, that would be out of sight, so you would not see anything connecting to the right. TV. All the other stuff is done from a transmitter box that you put close by. Sort of like the frame television, except the frame has wires. Yes. So uh, the frame, for those of you who haven't had this Samsung frame one. TV, yeah. and uh, the, the television part, the receiver part, is all separate. Of You put the screen up on the wall. That's right. And the, the television part is a separate But you box. do have to run the wires through the wall or with a little hidden strip. This eliminates that part. The wow. only thing you need is a power. So if you want to stand it on a stand in the middle of the living room floor, no, there's no wire. So it's pricey. It's coming out. So that one there. We put links into those. Also, Roku announcing it's going to start making its own affordable 4K TVs. Those are, those are items 21, 22, and 23 in the show notes. Where the Roku collects a lot of user information. We'd love to help you if there's anything, any questions that are on your mind. Got a bunch of texts and emails here and we'll do those when we come back after a CFAX News update. Stay with us. Now, Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. 
As we continue on our CES edition of Tech Talk, a couple things here to catch up the uh, text from Chris to your comment, Charles. Happy New Year, guys. Another drawback to the cuff model of blood pressure monitors is the difficulty in using one. You have a physical deficit in one arm. Right. You're not supposed to use it on the bad arm, but try and put it on the good arm and do it properly. What a pain. That fingertip model sounds amazing. Yes. I'd not I mean, thought of that, Chris. Well, Thank you. We've seen pulsometers that can yeah. do that. Then that's the model they're using, but now it'll be able to tell blood pressure. That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Mandy says, um, I am a heart patient where I can buy the blood pressure item. I missed the name. Okay. So again, this is in the show notes at shownotes.ca. Item 24. Item 24. The brand is Valencell, V A L E N C E L L. It's $100 U.S. It will be available later this year. Yeah, not out yet. Not out yet, but you can go and pre-register now for information. I sent Mandy a link to the article that we were reading. Oh, thank uh, you. So uh, get all the information she needs. Uh, text from somebody uh, on, oh, from Gordon on a MacBook Air. Just wanted to ask if it's okay to update from Monterey to Ventura. That's the names of the Mac at, OS at this the, the first big update for Ventura is out, uh, which is Mac OS 13.1. We yes. call it Ventura because that's the way... It has to be a California place name. Yeah, that's uh, cool. uh So with one, with the point one out, I'm saying yes. It's safe. We haven't had any problems there. Okay. Uh, from Ed, my wife and I just received a text supposedly from BC Hydro mm. at a Quebec area code offering us a rebate on our quarterly billing period. Beware. Thank you, Ed. Yes, thank you. Okay, yeah. so if you get the text from supposedly, no, it's a scam. Instead of just deleting it, which you're welcome to do, don't no, fall no, for no. it. Tell it. some, Tell somebody you know who might fall for it. But yeah. you can also forward it to 7726. And if you... Don't if you're driving or walking won't remember that. That's S P A M on your keypad. Mm-hmm. Well, on a dial, te- you know, yeah. on a touch yeah. phone telephone. The carriers in Canada are mandated by law to do something right. when you get that. They will either go, "Thank you, we're on it," or they will immediately send you an auto reply saying, "Thank you, what number did it say it was from?" Yep. You find that Quebec number, type it in there. They will shut them down. So you will protect other people who are not as astute as you. So please, thank you, Ed, for that one. That's a, Speaking of security, if, uh, if I've got an email here from uh, the Jashko family. And a friend has a Windows 10 computer with a Logitech USB external webcam. He noticed the webcam light was on when he wasn't using it. Right. Uh, he went to the computer settings to see what applications were using the webcam, and the light immediately turned off. He is concerned that someone might be accessing his camera and monitoring home. Is there another explanation? That's a really good question. You can relax. This is one of the best things that both Apple and Mac did going back several years. They made sure that webcams cannot be turned on remotely. This followed a sextortion case with a Miss Teen USA in Nashville. So that's why older webcams now won't work with things like Zoom and Skype, even though the webcam itself is fine. They're missing that chip. So you can relax. What's causing the webcam... Well, this is a Windows 10 computer. Yeah. So what's causing the light to come on on the webcam is not the camera, but the microphone. Right. Because if you check the settings, you can go into the search box and type privacy Mm -hmm. and type microphone, and it will show you the apps that are allowed to listen. That's right. And so they're allowed to listen for the... Cortana word mm-hmm. on Windows 10, so you could go, hey, C-O-R-T-A-N-A, and she would listen if you'd turn that on. But they could also listen to you to dictate now. That's if right. you want to hold down the Windows key and the letter H on your keyboard, 
it will open up a brand new feature that we've talked about, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. So Josh got it. It says at the top of the screen. To use dictation, go to settings and turn on online speech recognition. Yeah. So you click that, you turn on the switch, and then anywhere on your computer where you it's uncomfortable or you don't want to be bothered typing, emails, documents, web forms, you can now dictate. And that's why that light would come on. So you can relax. It's not somebody spying on you. Probably. Not somebody spying on you, but this is a great opportunity to go into those privacy settings and determine what you want yes. turned on and not turned on. Which apps do you not want to be able to have access to the camera when you turn it on? Or the, microphone. The key one is if you use Zoom, make sure desktop web app viewer is turned on. Turned on. You will not see Zoom listed there separately. It uses a desktop web app to connect you to Zoom meetings. So that one has to be turned on, both camera and microphone. Otherwise, the people on the other end are not going to see or hear you. Well, Skype will be some there. people don't want to be heard. But then you can just <laughs> mute your... Yeah, we do it during our meetings, right? Yeah. We mute the picture. Yes. We'll get warm. We we'll tell everybody off. to unwrap their candy now. Yeah. But if somebody's getting warm during the meeting and wants to take off their sweater, we say, mute your camera first yeah. or you know, turn off your camera in case you take off an extra layer you didn't mean to. And then when you're happy, turn it back on. But that's a really good question, Jennifer. Thank you for asking that. So you can relax on iPhones, iPads, Macs, yeah, on and On Apple Windows. stuff, this is, not an, this is really not an issue. Now, it is an issue on Android phones. This has been an ongoing problem. When you install a flashlight app, for example, Mm -hmm. and it asks the permissions you give it, including the webcam, and you go, or you put in a calculator. Sure. Why does the calculator want to have access to the webcam? That's malicious. Don't allow it. Yeah. And often those switches are all or nothing on the app. Right. It's allow, don't allow, don't use that app. Yeah. Don't use that app, just delete it. So that's a really good question there. Okay, so let's see what else we got. Oh, um, from the show notes here, a couple more. I want to go to one other down-to-the-homework videos there. Um, I'm just going to mention what's there for you so you can go watch it yourself. I put in links to the keynotes from CES as though you were there with 5,000 others. BMW's full keynote, complete with the unveiling of a color-changing car that talks like Kit from Knight Rider. Mm. Very impressive, but again, it's a prototype, never going to hit the market. And th- this is the thing, I just want to mention this briefly. For years, there's been a story, Apple's going to build cars. Apple's going to build cars. I'm telling you, I'm here to tell you, it's going to be, at best, one concept car. Yeah. And then they're going to hook up with some other partner because they, if they were going to actually build cars, they would have started building plants 10 years ago because yeah. that's how long it takes. Jennifer, who we were talking about the webcam, emailed back to say, enjoyed the show. Thank you um, for listening. But if it's a Windows 10 computer, are we safe? Yes. This chip that prevents the cameras from being turned on was put into Windows 8. So 8, 10, 11, absolutely fine. Same with the last three versions of Mac OS. Well, if it's a chip, then it needs to be... You mean a firmware update, don't you? No, it's actually built into the operating system. It's part of the motherboard. It's activated. So, it's so it needs the, to be a fairly new... It needs yeah, to be Windows a computer 10, that came yeah, with yeah, but Windows if it's got 8 Windows or 10, 10 later. If it's, got, if it's got Windows 10 on it or installed, then it's also covered as part of the operating okay, system. Okay, good. Windows 10 is fully supported until October of 2025, so two and a half years. So you do not need to worry about updating to Windows 11. 
No. You're fine. Unless you want to. Yeah, unless you want to. But just so you know, don't feel, don't get pressured in doing it. My experience with Windows 11 so far has been very good. Yep. Um, it's more Mac-like than ever, as I like to say. Um, and uh, that's not <laughs> necessarily a good thing for a lot of people that don't like change. Well, I suppose. But, but really, all they've done is rearrange <laughs> the furniture pretty lightly. Well, they've also taken away some things that you used to be able to do on Windows 10 that they've decided in their humble opinion that you don't need to do anymore, and right. it's driving me crazy. <laughs> now, they've backtracked on three... Just to keep you in business. Well, yeah, but I don't want that part. I want things, I want people to be happy. There's three major backtrackings they've done so far. Yeah. And there's a couple more that are on Probably the wish on the list way, yeah. that will do. So that's why I'm recommending most people not upgrade until next year. Let's get the politics, the techie politics, sorted out, and then we'll do it. There's only one caveat to that that I'll add, which is that if you're going to, if you're in the market for a new computer, you don't get this choice. It will come with Windows 11. Yes. If you want it back at 10, we can do that, or you can ask where you buy it at London Drugs. And for a fee, they will reset it back to Windows 10 for you if you want. Yeah. Um, also in the keynotes for the show notes, homework videos, Dodge Chrysler Peugeot, they now, their name is Stellantis. That's where they talk about their new uh, Ram pickup, mm -hmm. which again is a, Josh, it's a mm -hmm. prototype. The F-150 Lightning's been out since last year. Mm -hmm. Rivian is out. The Tesla Cybertruck's supposed to be out later this year. They're saying hopefully by the end of 2024. Come on, guys, you're you, late. You are way late to this party. Way they late are, to this party. But what they're saying they're going to do is they're going to do like Apple. They're looking at what all the other truck manufacturers have done, and they say it's going to be the fastest, the most powerful, the fastest charging, the longest range. They say they're going to beat every spec that the others are doing. We'll wait and see. Yeah. LG and Sony's keynote are in there. Also, an interesting one from a few years ago, but it was a lady who asked me this question, and I found a video to answer it. Um, the difference between the UK, Great Britain, and England. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you will probably be surprised. Josh? Welcome to the United Kingdom and a whole lot more explained by me, CGP Gray. United Kingdom, England, Great Britain, are these three the same place? Are they different places? Do British people secretly laugh at those who use the terms incorrectly? Yes. Who knows the answers to these questions? I do, and I'm going to tell you right now. There you go. go. I bet that even if you think you know the answer... I wish there was a way to slow down these auctioneer-type YouTubers. He does sure slow down is. a bit as he gets going, but okay. it, it's a very fascinating video. Also, if you're feeling uh, blue, uh, the Light Balance kids from Ukraine. They were on America's Got Talent. They were finalists in 2019. Mm. Skip forward four years. They're back four years older, and the technology has advanced, and wait till you see how they wow the judges, not just with their performance, but also keep in mind where they're from. Yeah. Some of the kids are not here from 2019 because their families are in Ukraine and they're fighting a war. There we go. And also at the very bottom of the show notes, our sign of the week, courtesy of Holly Ridge Veterinary Hospital. If you are a cat person, you will like that. You will understand. Back with more after this. Welcome back to Tech Talk on CFAX. Alan and Josh and Charles, glad to have you along. Several of you texted in and said that the new layout of the show notes on your iPad has them jumbled. Apologies, we've checked them on other platforms and it seems to be okay. So I, after the show, I will go home and I will put them back into the regular order where it's all one thing. In the meantime, I'm moving them farther apart, the different components of the show notes. Sorry, learning 
learning curve there. I'm just dragging that down a bit. So there may be some bigger gaps now, but that should now all have everything. Let me know. If not, apologies. I was trying to make it so that the numbers didn't go crazy. Hey, listen, before the break, we were talking about, uh, we were just playing that video about uh, what's the difference between UK and, and England and Great Britain. Yes. And, 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 and Charles made the good point. I, I wish that guy wasn't talking a million miles a minute. I can't understand what he's saying. Yes. You, you can do something about that. Uh, you can actually, uh, within YouTube, we click a little gear, the settings gear, and there's Yeah, in the very speed. bottom right corner, and mm-hmm. it's not there when the video's playing. You just have to mouse over it or, or tap the screen, and you'll mm-hmm. see there's several icons. One is a gear. Indeed, and when you click it, you get a number of options, even the subtitles and quality, and one of them is playback speed. So I took that very same video, I just turned it back to three-quarter speed, 0.75, and this is what it sounds like now. United Kingdom, England, Great Britain, are these three the same place? Are they different places? Do British people secretly laugh at those who use the terms incorrectly? Much who knows better. the answers to these yeah, questions? Yeah, thank you. I do, and yeah. I'm going to tell you right now. In fact, you could go down to half on that. Oh, yeah. You could. I mean, you could even go down a quarter <laughs> now, speed if you really wanted to. While you're to, down but, there, in sure. that same area, to the left of the gear is mm-hmm. the CC button. Yes. You can turn right there, click close captions on or off. Mm-hmm. Yes. And to the left of that is a little slider with a triangle in a circle. That's the switch that automatically starts playing another video as soon as this one is finished. If that drives you crazy, turn it off. Turn off, it off. Yeah. And then if you settings, so it says you can click the gear for settings for subtitles if you want to read things in Bulgarian yes. or Danish or whatever else. That's where you can find those languages. Yeah. Um, a couple things showing that the times they are a changing. Turkey, T U R K E Y, is now the Republic of Turkey, but it's spelled differently. T-U with the two dots, which is an umlaut. Umlaut. T-U-R-K-I-Y-E. Yes. Okay? The change is being adopted by NATO member nations, including Canada, at the request of the country's president, who requests we use the Turkish spelling to differentiate the transcontinental nation from Just the as bird. we do with Kiv, for yes. example, in, in Ukraine. In Ukraine, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, this is a great idea, but I notice I can't resist saying that um, I noticed they did this right after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's probably was the sore point. Well, a little closer to home. That's it. We've had it. If you were watching the World Juniors and you mm-hmm. know who we played in the gold medal round, which was not the Czech Republic. Yes. It was Czechia. Czechia. Because Czechia. the exact same reason, yeah. right? We aren't the Czech Republic. Thank you very much, English-speaking world. Yeah. We are Czechia. Yeah. We are Czechs. For the same reason that we no longer say Scandinavia, we talk about the, the Baltic. The Nordic countries, not Baltic. Sure. Oh, he <laughs> that one up. Baltic. Wrong part of Europe. Okay, one other one that I thought you would find interesting in here is item number 37. Lake Superior State University for many years publishes an annual list of the top 10 words that it thinks should be banned from use due to misuse, overuse, or uselessness. Mm-hmm. See if you agree or disagree. I thought we should go through these. And one of them... Absolutely. Let's go through it. But a lady, um, she um, she said, why would they put goat on there? What's wrong with goats? <laughs> and I said, no. Goat is all in capital. She goes, so they don't like goats? And I go, no. That's an acronym for... Greatest of all time. So there you go. Uh, it gets the goat of petitioners and judges for overuse, misuse, and uselessness applied to everyone and everything from athletes to chicken wings and objector declared, how can anyone or anything be the goat anyway? So that one's gone. Number two? <laughs> oh, num- what was number two? No, inflection points. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, fun. It uh, entered everyday parlance and lost its original meaning. This year's mm-hmm. version of Pivot banished from 2021. 
chronic <laughs> throat clearing from historians, journalists, scientists, or politicians. Ubiquity has driven me to an inflection point of throwing soft objects about whenever I hear it. One person. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, quiet quitting. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that came up in the last year, and it's been a, a rather a phenomenon that's been yes. actually happening if you talk to labor experts. Well, and the reason they want it banished is because they say it's inaccurate. It's mm-hmm. not an employee who inconspicuously resigns without telling anyone just vanishes. Mm-hmm. It's an employee who completes the minimum requirements for a position. Yeah, so it, a government employee. Essentially, Charles, applied to all the other jobs. You're in trouble. But but they're right. I hadn't thought of it that way. It is inaccurate. We should not use it. Mm -hmm. I mean, inaccurate, like irregardless. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Gaslighting is also recommended that we do that. Moving forward, Mm -hmm. where else would we go? Wonder to Sage, since we can't, in fact, travel backwards in time. Uh, Amazing. Well, everything is amazing, yeah. yes. And and to be fair, everything, you know, really, when you look around the modern world with fresh eyes, or the natural world with fresh eyes, yes. everything is amazing. But I get it, it's being overused. To paraphrase one of the people who suggested this be eliminated, this glorious word should be reserved for that which is truly dazzling, moving, or awe-inspiring, like the divine face of a newborn. There we go. Does that make sense is number seven. <laughs> uh. Why say it? If you must ask, it just doesn't make sense, or you wouldn't be asking. No, I I have used this before uh, in emails uh, when I try to uh, summarize uh, rather complex points. And and I I say, well, I'm summarizing it now. Did did that make sense to you? If it doesn't, let me know, and I'll try it another way. Uh, So I can get the purpose there, but it is way overused. And my favorite, which I fully agree with being banned, irregardless. <laughs> That's not a word. It's not a word. Regardless. You don't need the ear. Yeah. You're, it's redundant. You're sort of, you're sort of oppositing yourself there. <laughs> which is number nine. <laughs> yes, Absolutely. Yeah. Banished in 1996, but deserves a repeat nope, given its overuse. There would, cable simple, news yes. would have to go off the air if we banned the use of the word absolutely. Absolutely. Because that's the response to every question. And number 10, it is what it is. It is what it is. Now, that's, that's a very negative uh, word, and I, I'm, I'm very not fond of that phrase because it's an acceptance of something that yeah. probably shouldn't be accepted. There you go. You can have your own opinions. Like the shenanigans in sh- Congress at the moment. No, yeah. Item number 37 in the show notes. Final break and coming back with your final questions and answers after this. We were talking about goat, greatest of all time. I've got a text in here that says, I have goat mode on my Ford Sport Bronco. Goes over all terrain. Thank you. <laughs> there we go. One other one that's in the show notes that I encourage, if you want to see how far an artificial intelligence can do, go to jasper.ai slash art. I put the link in the show notes, 38. Create a free account and type in any descriptive phrase and watch the artificial intelligence engine create a unique image in seconds. I used a word, a phrase generator, and I and it... It generated a cow wearing sunglasses skateboarding at sunrise. So I said, okay, copy, paste, and look in the show notes. There's a picture of a cow wearing sunglasses skateboarding at sunrise. I've seen some of these photos around on Twitter and other social media. Like, uh, show me a picture of Elon Musk working at McDonald's. And there you see something that looks like Elon Musk wearing an apron. If he he keeps losing money at this rate, you might might see him. But if you want to do this to create specialized... um, 
cards for special occasions, sure. and you know somebody absolutely loves this, this, and this, you type that phrase in. It's a free five-day trial. You'll have to create an account. Make sure that you do cancel the trial if you don't want to use it. But they give you a lot of specific examples. You can type names of celebrities, politicians, or you can just use specific things that you want. If you want, you know, a chihuahua, um, I don't know, a chihuahua on a motorcycle blasting off to the moon, it would do it. Things that are not conceivable. Anyway, got to go. Josh? Thanks for being here. Absolute pleasure. We'll do it again next week. Hopefully next weekend we'll have a baby picture from Brian and Juna. Fingers <gasps> crossed. Charles, oh boy. good to see you here. We'll Hopefully see you they'll again. have a big orb over it that shows it what it means when it's crying. <laughs> Via Zoom <laughs> on Wednesday night uh, for the VMUG meeting. We'll see you then. Thanks for joining us. I'm glad to have you on board for 2023. And so it goes.